Unloose the goose. We'll take no views. Your paradigms run out of time and we've got no use. Unloose the goose. Watch us off, Brian. We're live. Oh, hey, Jesus, we're live. Okay. So uh, my internet was so horrible everywhere. Uh, I have a fix. Brian uh, from Lots Project is sending me some uh, Cat5. So I'm going to string real cable out to the studio. Um, so today uh, you get to see my greenhouse. Uh, Yay, greenhouse. <laughs> Grow your food, man. That's one way to get off the X. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah. Or at least grow something that people like to trade money for. To you, <laughs> we're totally adding sheep. So you hear it here now. We're adding a flock of sheep. Wow! And the person I'm buying it from doesn't know we're buying it from her yet, unless she's watching this show. Oh, that's great. we haven't told her yet, but we had we had a call Monday about it. So you guys had an internal uh, a holler discussion on like should sheep be done? It was more like, are we actually going to take care of these animals, and do we have a plan in place for that, and do we have infrastructure? Yeah. Do you have a freezer plan? Or, uh... Uh, that's covered. What doesn't fit in the freezer can be canned. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I came, I came to the conclusion somewhere around last night that fuck it. I'm going to like buy the equipment and do the, whatever it takes to learn how to make sausage. Um, Oh, it, it came up on my show. Why are you coming like, to my spring workshop? Oh God. I, I, I should just, uh, I should. Well, you <laughs> I know, self-reliance, just... self-reliance festivals in June. Oh, come out to that. What's the June date for the suffer? 11 festival? and 12. And oh. we're doing processing pig the day before on the 10th on oh. site in Camden, Tennessee. Wow. And um, I don't know if we'll do sausage, but we might do sausage. Somebody there. I just, I, it, it, you, you, you lived on the West coast. So, okay. Tell all these East coasters what it's like to live in a land where people don't understand sausages. It's like, who doesn't understand sausages? The West Coast. Oh, the West Coast. It's, it's hamburger land. You can't find a fucking hot dog, like a real. Like, like a good one. Yeah, there's like one hot dog stand in all of Seattle that lasts like six months before they close. Uh, like, mm-hmm. And ba- that and bagel shops. Like, Oh, yeah, bagel shops. Well, uh, we don't close in Tennessee. Like, I don't really eat bagels anymore. I don't but, eat bagels either, so it's like. But, but I do know like a good New York bagel. To go get a Great good old the show. When I lived in Maryland, we could totally... By the way, hey, why don't we say who's on the show today? <laughs> Hi, I made it. Hi, Neethi. Neethi's here. Oh, John Bush is going to join us in a bit. Oh, good. All right. Fill the boxes. Hollywood Squares. Yeah, John, John Dowie's running late because he's snowed out, so I texted him that he needs to move to Tennessee. I'll take prepping down the middle for 300, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't notice, that's Brian. Oh. Brian, Norton. Brian, I hope you come to the Self Reliance Fest because I'll be there too, and then we okay. can meet. Well, okay, so uh, that's what we were talking about today. So that was kind of a perfect all the way back around. The thing is, getting off the X, right? Um, we kind of all are like, uh, we've been like prepping, doing shit in the background. Maybe some of you guys just woke up and you're like, ah! okay, <laughs> yeah, get off yeah, the yeah. X. If you if you listen to Toolman Tim's interview with that uh, uh, that chemical biological warfare specialist from two or three days ago about like actual practical things you can do if you get nuked, like don't freak out. 
is not as bad as you think, really. If you go listen to that show, it'll scare I mean, the unless shit the out bomb you. hits your house, then that's kind of bad. Yeah, and he even has like like when it happens, like you'll see through your arm to your bone. Like you'll if you're 20 miles away, you'll see you'll see that. So if you see that, that means you're gonna live. That's pretty good. Okay. So good yeah, to yeah, know. That was the thing on like, don't freak the fuck out. Like, mm, okay, pretty bad, but now you've got 30 minutes to do some stuff. So like those 30 minutes are critical. So anyway, go see that show. Um, if it's mm, mushrooms, is mushrooms on there? Uh, no, he's like a nuclear radiological biological. He like, how did well, you no, contaminate yourself? Know, mushrooms like, will convert radioactive material into organic matter within yeah. 24 hours. Nah, if you just don't let it into your house to begin with, you're like that. Well, that's the whole. So go watch that. He gives you yeah. the real nuts and bolts. Like, cause remember they were trying to kill the other side. So like, when will the bomb, if a bomb goes off, when would it ever go off? Like exactly like, yeah, it, it's insane. So he was on our planning side on how to kill as many of them people as we could. So you get to hear it from the devil side. Might as well listen to, you know, both sides. Uh, so, you realize you're on an X. Price of energy is what it is, right? It's about to become a lot of percentage of your income. Um, food is about to become a giant percentage of your income. Um, getting, getting stuff, getting building materials, getting stuff done, all... The war is on. So now, war economy, uh, right? Anything to hide the financial collapse at all cost. Uh, I think executive orders got signed this morning um, on my little crypto recap. Actually, I didn't even do it this morning. Um, oh, yeah. I totally saw that. So, oh, my gosh. Look, it's John Bush. Ta-da. It's John Bush, right? When we're going to talk about what's crypto. Up, man? <laughs> How are you guys um, doing? Excellent. Excellent. I was just giving the quickie intro. So yeah, so privacy coins uh, diverged from the pattern over the last 24 hours and privacy coins are gaining steam against Bitcoin, which is what I kind of the chart I look at every day. Um, so uh, yeah, John, welcome to the welcome to the yeah, we are just basically like, hey, welcome to everybody and all of you new folks who just kind of are waking up and are now like pissing yourself because we're in the middle of World War Three. Weren't we already since World War II? I think we were. And that's kind of right. What, but <laughs> until you're ready to start it already, won't, you won't see it, right? So, and really, I don't know. I think the war kind of went hot two or three years ago. I think we effed them with some currency stuff, and that got the biological stuff going. And now we're back to the real war because you gotta, you gotta. If people won't tune in, you got to keep cranking up the fear porn, right? Now we're up to literally nuclear war fear porn. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not paying any attention. Okay, so to let's it. let's so, talk about what do we mean by getting off the X? Yes. What do we mean? Because that's we mean, the title of this we show. mean like the X is ground zero where the bomb's coming, and you have to go, or it's where people are getting shot and killed or whatever. So, you know. Get off. Move. What are you doing? How are you pivoting? So somebody's made a comment, something about like, oh, it's such a cool thing that you're working with food, Neethi, or 
hey, Nicole, it's so cool that you, you guys are doing coffee or whatever, you know, because that's like so much more secure. I think every everybody right now, we all have had to pivot um, in one way or another to uh, deal with the chaos and the confusion that is being drummed up all the time by, you know, that lie box that everybody's watching constantly. Well, I made two critical infrastructure changes in the last week. Um, so oil, it's clear they're going to be effing with oil. That's the direction it's going to go. They are already effing with oil, right, John Bush? Right. So Weren't they if, doing that a while ago? If, so like- there's big arrows, right, pointing to the X. <laughs> like, that is going to happen. We can feel any way we want. I don't care. So... I have a 18 mile a gallon SUV that drives with my little trailer on me and shit around. As of Saturday coming up, I am going to have a 50 mile a gallon huh. SUV that drives me and my little trailer on my little shit around brand new at almost no interest. Right. So they're printing money 27% more all year. I just took a loan out for almost no interest to grab a hard asset to take my driving costs down by 200% wow. and have no maintenance for the next 10 years. So hybrid or what? Yeah. Yeah. So I get a hybrid Kia Nero. They're rated to tow uh, 2,800 pounds. The SUV. <laughs> front wheel drive. So right now on. it means I can run down to float. And so I'm spending, you know, $1,600 on gas. I'm going to spend like uh 600. That's a awesome. big difference. John, John say something. Cause you were really quiet there for a second. Oh, well, I so I'm super excited to be driving a Tesla. It's all electric, and I got a lot of heat from people in the freedom community and the truth community, and they're like, Elon Musk is going to turn off your car, and you're going to die from EMF, and blah, blah, blah. And like, I just feel grateful to be exited entirely from the manipulation and Putin this and Biden banning import that. See, I would have gone all electric. What's that? I would have gone all electric, right? But I want to go to float. I want to go to New Hampshire. I can't go 5,000 miles on all electric. So that's where I made the trade. The small deal with the devil. I'm going to, around town, it'll run on the hybrid 99% of the time. Yeah. So, but. Well, there's, well, there's super, uh, supercharger networks all across oh. all the major highways, which are super groovy. So, super you can go on a road trip. Awesome. I know. Yeah. It, it my around town car will be all electric very quickly. Awesome. I'm already running a three cylinder, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's just important for folks to understand the trends, right? So there's a trend for central bank digital currencies. There it's now more clear than ever oh, that everything will you, will you talk about that, John? I, I'm so out of the loop, I didn't see. I know that yeah. happened. What what really happened? You know. Tell us the tell us a real story. With Biden's executive order? Oh, yeah. yeah, I just yeah. Read what that is, what right is before it? the show. I, yeah. Bring us up to speed. I mean, it seemed like a lot of fluff, really. There wasn't anything substantive, but they're yeah. going to bring together, they want to do like a holistic government policy because before is like the IRS viewed one thing and the SEC's trying to do this and it's just kind of all chaotic. So they want to have more of a comprehensive policy and then they're going to study and I guess, accelerate the path towards a central bank digital currency, which isn't necessarily blockchain. It's just digital money controlled by the central bank. And there's a chance that it'll still include commercial banks as an intermediary 
But it's also there's a chance that they cut the commercial banks out altogether and it's just you doing business directly with the man. But like you were saying, the privacy coins are absolutely critical and, you know, they're going to throw little hissy fits and Senator Elizabeth Warren is like all whiny about crypto being used to evade sanctions, which probably isn't really happening that much. It's probably more like common Russian citizens using it to protect their wealth or to move money around. Um, but I, I think that the cryptocurrency, the privacy coins are really going to play a huge role in in our lives. And that's why I've been telling a lot of people like it's it's important to just learn how to use it now. Uh, so whenever you actually have to use it in order to do business with free people outside of their purview, you're not stuck playing catch up. That's what uh, we were talking earlier. Nicole and I were talking. Uh, Nexus um, is one of the sponsors of Float. They're gonna uh, they're gonna make me a banner for my uh, for my coffee stand. So I'm gonna take Nexus now that it's available on uh, iPhone as a test app. Cool. So yeah, there's no harm in trying new stuff, right? I mean, what's the worst that will happen? I'll just trade it back into some U.S. tether coin, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah, you can experiment and just get your feet wet a little bit. You don't even have to throw the whole bank at it. Just a hundred bucks here, two hundred bucks there. I like Bitcoin Cash because you can buy like a hundred bucks worth, and then you and your buddies can send a dollar back, fifty cents back and forth with one another, just to kind of get used to actually using it. So I think that's really where things are headed. But of course, let us not forget local barter networks and trading and trading seeds for eggs and coffee for this. And I think that's really where it's at in terms of in-person communities that we're building, which are most important. It's more, I mean, I love you guys, of course, but the people that I connect with on a day-to-day basis and like Nicole, your guys that are there in the holler, you know, and Niti, your, your friends that do your, your food co-op and, and Brian's people up in the Pacific Northwest. uh, That's really where the magic's at. And we need to have those networks and that face-to-face stuff. But when it comes to online commerce, which I don't want to stop doing, even if they set up their central bank digital currency thing, cryptocurrency, that's that's where that's going to be. So all these people are like, crypto's evil, and that's just part of the World Economic Forum's plan, and blah, 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 unsubstantiated nonsense. Um, at the end of the day, if they want to keep doing online commerce, that's going to be our tool. Oh, the... Uh, oh, Nani there, looking all cowgirl cute, Nicole. I am, cowboy. I am cowgirl cute. <laughs> Yeah, Nathan or Nicole, you. do you want to jump in, or I, I have one thing too that came up that's new. Go ahead and let Nathan go. Okay, the um, uh, Lots project is getting closer to to becoming a reality of a, a network of independent landholders. Um, I know he's starting to work with uh, uh, um, Patty on the on the agreements. Um, so. I was going to buy more Bitcoin inside my IRA. I think I talked about it on my show a bit uh, about moving it to the right trust account. Um, We decided F it. More land. Since Lot's project's going to exist Mm -hmm. and he's going to make the hip camp run on raw land that that might not... So now we're changing our focus. We're not going to look for land where we want to put a structure later that might, you know, have to think of all the requirements and how expensive that is getting. If it's kind of quasi legal or almost legal or legal to put a structure on super expensive and everybody's chasing the same thing. 
the whole lots project thing about having all these lots around the country that are hip camps is so excellent. So if you get a lot anywhere that can just be campable, man, that opens up and the, the dollar prices come down a lot. So we started looking by concert venues that we travel to every year instead of what if we don't have to go get a Marriott? What if we just pull our own trailer with our 50 mile a gallon car now and camp on our own thing and sign it over from the second we buy it for like, you can find lots for three, four, five thousand $5,000, right? Yeah, I know where you can get them in Tennessee for that rate. Right yeah. by the Self-Reliance Festival in case you want to come out. That's Yeah, close enough, right? It's yeah. something that would have a draw all the time that might need camping spillover. So it'd be a great hip camp. I'm looking by anything that has like a big population, like by an amusement park or someplace people would use a hip camp a lot. Um, and then stick it in the program, right? And as soon as we can get the lots program to have more lots... Now I've got 50 places to just anywhere I'm rolling, there is a free place to stay that night because I'm in the ownership circle of owning one of the lots. So I can stay on any of the lots. Um, it's, what is that, like an Airbnb for camping? No, so, okay, so it's hip camp, right? We're, we are just going to, well, it's Brian's project. He's going to utilize the hip camp network. So you just get a, get a lot that's campable, right? And chuck it into the pool. Now, any of the other owners can use any of the lots for a week. Free, free. You just, hey, coming down your way, I'm going to camp there for a night. And we're not talking like fancy camping, nothing. It's just gravel pad. You can get a truck and a trailer, you know, 58 feet or whatever off the road. Mm -hmm. Then you can get an acre, whatever. They could all be different, but enough to be a hip camp. But I want to do nothing and if you buy land inside your IRA, you can't have a um, hands-on relationship with it. It has to be a, a for-profit enterprise. So if you just buy it with your IRA money from three jobs you flipped out, 18 jobs back, buy a little piece of land, chuck it in, sign the management contract. He makes the hip camp ad, runs the ad, takes the calls from the lost people at the middle of the night that can't find the drive, like manages it. Right. All you get is checks at the end of the quarter, like to to you or to your IRA. We're anticipating that. Ah, it's great. Since I'm not an investor, I can say shit and he can't get in trouble. Um, so uh, <laughs> we're ante- I'm anticipating as an owner who's going to throw my land into the pool um, that I'll pay my property taxes in whatever bumfuck county there is on some raw, unbuildable camping land with the hip camp revenue, right? So it maybe cash flow is positive, maybe it doesn't, but it's land, it's in real estate, you depreciate it. All kinds of tax games you can play. So uh yeah, anyway. That's pretty if you're, looking, if you're looking to get off the X, right? And what if your city becomes hot for some reason, for something that maybe getting the F out is the thing, well he and her took off last year to come to Squatch in their camper because they wanted to try it just to play like, let's pretend we got to go. And they found out all of this empty uh, DNR land and stuff across the country is now full of people and campers and really nasty dogs that'll like kill you, you know, like Rottweiler. Like it's, it's free for all land. It's anarchy camping. Um, so you can, you know, that is out there. That that is, and things aren't bad. 
wait till so now this is a private network of private land that could be posted no trespassing you're an owner and you have 50 places to go so pretty clever yeah yeah that's, what are you doing to get off the x what well, do you think of when you hear about off getting off the x we're we're actually looking for land right now too and um to to we, exit and build yeah we're gonna exit and build we're actually gonna build the food church um and create what what you know what's been happening is people have been asking me if they can come and immerse themselves and learn how to live a regenerative lifestyle and so you know my husband and i have decided that we're going to look for we're going to look for agritourism land yeah and um because if there is i mean we actually know of a few places that we're looking that we think um you know a lot of those um old timers are aging out and their their uh kids are just simply not interested so you know it's perfect for us to be able to do something like that and then we can uh connect with your friends brian and some of these other folks you know um because but i i also have a whole lot of friends who want to exit and build who we may want to partner with so you know we're more interested in building a village or something of that nature um, for artists to be able to also show their stuff off who who are interested in in using the food church as a hub so that's all i can really say about that right now but i mean besides that i had to get off the x since this whole nightmare started in 2019 when they decided to have the nerve to try to starve out america or whatever they they're trying to do and so i've had to pivot and move you know a few times um I don't know. I just feel like we can't get caught up. To me, when you're saying get off the X, you hey, can't mentally, get... that's what you did. Is that's yeah, a giant I mean, thing for yeah. people to know. Be ready yeah. to like You can't get so upset about it or so I mean, I could have been thinking like how dare they tell threaten my home and blah 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 and I could be mad and I could be trying to fight the city and all kinds of craziness. But I'm not going to stand up against the mob, guys. I'm just really not. Like I'm just going to do something else. And I'm not going to allow the mob to be risen against my home and threaten my home. Like that is not the way. So, you know, what is the way? Uh, The way is that when they want to make you nervous, when they want to tell you that you're not allowed to do something, when they want to make you feel, I mean, in this red hot moment, far as I know, this is still America. Uh, As far as I know, um, I still have my constitution. I can still do whatever I want and I'm going to just keep operating in that. I can't allow myself to fall into, you know, like I have a lot of folks that are saying, well, you know, fiat's going to, you know, fall apart. You can't get a mortgage. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I'm like, well, guess what? Everybody else who's out there running a business and who might have a mortgage and who might have whatever, like, you know, John with his electric car, if all of that is going on, um, you're still going to, they're still going to have to do something with all of us at some point. We're going to have an opportunity to make it better. I can't operate in the what ifs and all of, all of that garbage. So we're yep. just going to go. Uh, what we, what have I been doing? I've been growing. I've been, I got a new CSA manager so I can travel. Um, because if I'm going to be pushed out of my home, if I'm going to be in commercial space, then I need people. So I'm creating jobs over here. That's me pivoting. Um, I'm working on growing and, and I'm not going to stop. So 
That's what's going on. Well, we've replaced a John with a John. So John Bush's <laughs> computer froze up, and he'll hopefully be back. I just texted him. And John hey, Dowdy has made it through the blizzard because he lives in a state that gets white devil dust. That's yeah. right. Now we're going to get a strike against us on YouTube, white devil dust. And oh. he had a hard time getting to his studio. Oh. You can probably say cocaine, about... but not that. <laughs> we're talking I didn't even about, think about say it. hi to everybody, first of all. Say hi. Hey, what's going on? Hey, John Dowdy, right. what's up? So we're talking about what we're thinking of when we think about this topic of get off the, off the X. Yeah. I'm going to go next so you can think about it. Yeah, yeah roll, Nicole. Okay. When I think about getting off the X, I take a little bit different track. Like, not just how am I getting off the X, but why are people worried about being on the X? Mm. And since this whole Ukraine-Russia thing started, a lot of people said, oh, shit, World War Three is starting. We're all going to die. Meh, 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 meh. Like, that has happened. And the reactions have been... How do I afford spiraling gas prices, which inflation was going to happen no matter what, right? Right. It's just, this is, in fact, some of the inflation in the fuel industry is not Ukraine and Russia. It was going to happen anyway. We're just blaming it. It's it's a convenient thing to blame so that politicians can get reelected to the best of their ability, right? The second (laughs) thing is, oh my God, I wanted to start my business, but I need the security of my paycheck. And another thing is maybe I should just sell everything I own and go live in the woods like a hermit. And another thing. So it's a lot of fear and people stocking up on fuel and foods they don't eat. And ah! and so when I think about getting off the X, I think let go of the fear. How do you add stability to your life? If you are letting this be an excuse to start your business that you've been wanting to start, start your damn business. If you can start a business successfully right now, your business is going to explode. And if it's not going to be successful, which will be obvious once you start it, you can pivot, right, John Dowie? You can pivot to something else. And that's the thing. We don't know what the environment will be. Before we started this live stream, I was just talking to Brian about coffee prices and what's happening there. And if if imports stop, like he and I are both totally screwed. We have the coffee we have. And we have access to the coffee in the warehouses that are in storage. And if nobody's, if ships don't run, we're fucked. That's, that's basically it. But if that happens, we have the skills of running a business. I know how to ship things. I know how to produce things. I know how to fulfill my promises and I can shift focus to the, the, to the sheep that are coming into my property next. And there'll probably be a need for that. And you know what? Sheep eat. Grass. grass. You know what grows in Tennessee <laughs> really well? Grass. Grass, right? So, John, what do you think of when you hear get off the X? Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so not prepared. Um, I am, though. I'm mentally it's prepared. I admit that up front. I didn't write anything down. Okay, you want me to give you, you two more and give you a minute to think? I'm actually... No, that was no, fine. Let, it, let him freeform. It's always hilarious when you, you want to know. Come on, come on. You want to know what these... You want to know what the environment is? That's the fucking environment right there. Look at it. It's beautiful. <laughs> you Look got UFOs that. and it's not, it's not coming up, though. Oh, I know what I'm doing here. Hold on. Let me make this so you, I know this is good pod, but uh, man, let me make it so you can actually see everything. Yeah, here's a picture of my, my backyard before I left the house today. This was not supposed to happen. This was supposed to be 35 in rain. 
but it turned into this shit mess snowstorm anyway. You could live in Tennessee and it would be 70 degrees out right now, just saying. You know, my hang up with Tennessee now. <laughs> I give hang this up a lot now. Of thought. There's a new I, I, one. <laughs> I give it a lot of thought. Is back to I've said for years, um, people go, How do you live in the Northeast with all the snow? And I go, Well, I don't get hurricanes or earthquakes. None of my shit tries to fucking randomly blow away. Like, and the whole town doesn't get destroyed by a fucking tornado. So that never happens up here. All I got to do is move some snow around, you know? So that's my thing. And and you randomly get tornadoes in Tennessee. So now I'm very like, I don't know. Just build a dome home. Don't, don't go, don't build your house in tornado alley, man. Well, what's that mean, though? Can't there be a tornado anywhere? And the I don't flatter want to parts of the state tend yeah. to get tornadoes. The well, hilly really, parts of the state, less. I don't want to live in the mountains, though. So I'm not a mountain guy. You ever seen me? I'm not. If uh, only there was a way you could come to the holler and check out the middle ground. Like there is, and that's going to happen. We're already talking about coming to, maybe, if the tickets are still available, the Freedom Fest. But anyway, or is that what it was called? No, Self-Reliance. Self-Reliance Festival, baby. So, but self reliance is not in the holler. No, but he drives past the holler to get there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a rape van. I'll sleep in that. <laughs> so it's anyway, it's helpful to have a rape I'm van. Still trying yeah. to make it's it to the holler. I never get to the holler. I go to all around the holler. So, so then for people who are all just right. like just now waking up, well, okay. What can we tell them can, to do? Because you know, all of us here basically run our own thing. Yeah. 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 I can relate that. to the panic, though, because yeah. I'm freaking the fuck out right now, honestly, because I'm looking at, okay, wheat's up 60%. I have 140 birds to feed. Last year, feed went up 60% already. I'm already losing my ass on eggs and, and whatever. Now it's going to get worse, and you can't raise the prices because people won't have any money because they're paying 8 bucks a fucking yes, gallon. Yes, they will, so I don't know. Once the UBI gets, you're probably right. John, people are going to and they're going to figure out a way. And like, so I'm going to, I will have to, I will have to say, no, people will rape, pillage and steal and do whatever they got to do to be able to eat. And so they're going to have the money for the food. I hope so. No, they will. They will have the money. Somebody's going to have the money for the food. You don't have to feed millions and billions of people, you know, come on. My issue no. is so. I'm, anyway, it's just I'm concerned. Don't I'm get concerned lost in that. Anyway, my, I sell to restaurants. Uh, I I don't see restaurants thriving in this economy. They're not gonna. Yeah, you got to get out of that. Yeah, and, and I've already kind of reliant with the feed. Yeah, I've already kind of pivoted off the X right. with the with my other side hustle, but it's not enough. And you, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried. But anyway. Off. And, and saw what is critical to your op that mm-hmm. could go wrong, and you started taking adjustments. That's, that's yes. also key. Well, right? and, I, and, and I will. And it's like I did my show with uh, with Drew Sample on Sunday, and, you know, it's more, yeah, shit's going to happen. What are we doing about it, right? So what am I doing about it? I already have 150 gallons of gas put up. That's good. Um, I have a great generator. In case there's power issues, I, I just bought two new chest freezers yesterday. They're going to be here Saturday because I'm getting ahead of the fucking chest freezer shortage. We're definitely going to face <laughs> uh, again because, yeah. I mean, we saw that in COVID, right? So learn from yeah. COVID. I never would have thought there'd be a chest freezer shortage, you know, three years yep. ago. And then there was. So I bought one 
right before that last time. And I said, you know what? I need more freezer space. I have a lot of freezer space now, but I'm a type one diabetic. I can't live on rice and beans. If I eat rice and beans in a fucked up scenario, it actually accelerates my death because I run out of insulin faster. So I need to store meat and I need to store broccoli basically. (laughs) So that shit needs to be frozen. So uh, two freezers are on the way. Um, I lined up a pig yesterday. So I'm going to get a half a pig. That's something I've never done. Uh, I've always just bought half beef and stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of my concerns is definitely higher feed costs gonna... and my property. I can't really produce my own feed. And I was going to raise my own chickens this year, but maybe I won't do that because, you know, if feed is going to go up inevitably, again, raising meat birds doesn't really make a lot of sense because it's still probably cheaper at the store. And I know it's not as high quality, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, I walked into my office today with – I have like a specific level of rage right now, actually, <laughs> that I know probably is incompatible with you for <laughs> because I'm actually fucking angry about this whole situation because us folks that busted our ass through COVID to get to this point, okay? And, and for me, it's like last week is my first week of looking at profits, and, and it happened like restaurants ordered a lot of shit and I sold a lot of barrels and I'm looking at profits now for the first time in about two years. And now they're going to fuck us because they needed to use Ukraine for the last 20 years to launder their fucking money or whatever they're doing there and essentially are going to cause a war because they're assholes. And these are people that Americans have elected over the last however many decades. And it's and frankly, like. Any American that's mad about this, I'm like, hey, fuck you. Go look in the mirror, and I'll, t- I'll show you who's to blame because it's us. It's our fault that this is all going on. So anyway, that's my level of rage. I'm really annoyed, and I just am like, you know, it takes people to fight wars, right? What if the oligarchs want to fight a war and none of the fucking people show up? That's my theory right now. How do we get that word out that if this ends up being a bigger war, how about no one fucking shows up for the war? Right. I mean, if you want to run a business and none of your employees show up, you're not running a business. <laughs> so I, I know that's a little off topic. You're getting off the X, but I, I don't know that, that segues beautifully this. into John Bush because he's yeah. he's like literally launching an event tomorrow that helps people learn how to get off the X. So, John, yeah. talk, talk to us about like that and what's happening yeah. and how people can get involved if your I camera will, is working. Well, I will be more hear constructive. Me? You can hear me, right? John, yeah. John, yeah, we can we can hear you, John. Yep, go, go. Okay, all right. I got a new computer, and I'm having some issues with the damn camera freezing. But anyway, so uh, you know, there's all sorts of things we can do to get off the X. Honestly, when I first heard that, I was like, "Get off the X." So you guys been going bent out on rave parties or something? Like, geez, this. <laughs> what's happened idea. to the Goose Group since the last time it's, I was on? Well, I mean, up. Brian Norton is here. The the covert uh, mission is the Van Xavier. I knew there was a whiskey <laughs> problem, but not MDMA. What's going on here? Uh, who, who would uh, anyway, that? who would do that? Um, yeah, so tomorrow or Friday, it depends on how much I'm able to get done, tomorrow or Friday, which I guess would be the 10th or the 11th of March, depending on when you're listening, we should be launching the Exit Build Land Summit 2 page for folks to uh, purchase tickets. Of course, it's free as well if you want to register and watch day one and two. Or people will be able to purchase tickets to watch it online and participate in day one, two, and three and get the replays and be able to ask questions. Or if you're really cool, 
you can drive or fly down here to Bastrop, Texas, good old Bastrop, Texas, where we rented out the Bastrop Convention Center. So we're hoping to have an event with over 500 people. Actually, I think 500 is going to be the cap. So we're going to sell all 500 tickets. Very certain of that. There's going to be farm-to-table meals. There's going to be all sorts of great speakers. Like we Are got- you serving holler roast? We better. Let's do it. Nicole's coming. Jack's coming. We got Joel Salatin again. I booked Joel Skousen, who does strategic relocation. Oh, so he's great. Busy. We got uh, Stephen Brooks, who does this Punta Mona intentional community down in South America, I think Costa Rica. And so really, it's just all about leaving the cities, building community in the country, getting off the grid, becoming more self-reliant. And there's a huge community focus because there's all these disparate areas that we can choose to get off the X. Um, But really, I think what makes it more manageable and accomplishable as far as living a good life in spite of all the turbulence around us is having a strong community because... If there's areas that we're lacking or that we're lacking knowledge or lacking resources, that can be made up by working with other human beings and providing value to other human beings. So we're really hoping to educate and inspire and empower people. I'll go ahead and say the URL. Right now, you'll go to the last summit, exitandbuildlandsummit.com, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. If you go there now, you'll get to the first one, but... You can purchase tickets to the first one and get a replay of the first one, but I, I encourage you to just wait a day or two and, and check us out. Come to the next tomorrow. one. What's that? And come to the next one. And come to the next one, May 13th through the 15th. It's coming up in a couple months, so we're going to be doing a blitzkrieg of, of promotion and, and hope a lot of people will turn out. There's a lot of people that went to the first one, and then now they're like, I bought land, and we have an intentional community and a duck farm and goat farm, and nice. it was really inspiring for people to... To, to participate. So we hope more folks will participate this time around. Yeah, I had the I had the fourth good fortune of speaking at and hanging out with the people at the one that you did in November. And I think you were a little surprised I showed up in person, but I was going to Jack's right after that and you weren't far from Jack's. So I thought, well hell, I'll just Hell-yeah. go week early. I, I much prefer presenting in front of people versus talking to a microphone by myself in a room and a yeah. camera. All our speakers are in person for this one. I it's a thing. And I was impressed with the caliber of people there. What I loved about that summit was you had people who'd already exited. And you had people who didn't know how to exit. And you brought them together. And that's why these in-person events are so important to do, even for people who are hesitant to be around people. Because I see a lot of chatter in the Freedom Cells about I'm a little scared to meet everybody in person. And there's one part introvert in some of that. There's one part, I don't know if I'm going to like you. <laughs> the only way you know is to go. That's right. Yep. We're a likable bunch. We'll be serving Kratom, too, for those of you that are the introverts. It definitely helps with the anxiety. <laughs> yeah. We'd love for you to serve some coffee. That'd be great. Yeah. Let's Buzz roll. And mellow. <laughs> hand basket, but it doesn't have to for us. And I would challenge everyone to yourself where what's happening outside of you has less of an impact on your quality of life and your standard of living. And we can all do it. We, In fact, many people, I made more money than ever uh, the year of the lockdown. And then the following year made more money than ever also. And I'm subjected to the same circumstances, but I deal with life in a different way. 
And I think everybody has that capability. And really, it starts with stepping outside of victimhood and becoming an empowered person and taking responsibility for everything, whether it's someone else that does something, you take responsible responsibility for how you attracted them to you or how you didn't set a boundary before or whatever. And so I, I think that's a message that, that we really need to, uh, to focus on in these crazy trying times. Yeah. Well, I just, I think what's cool about this topic is there are people listening right now who are slaves to their debt, slaves to their family commitments, slaves to their location choices, all of those things. And the way you get out of being a slave to all of those things is you choose it. And I say that all the time on my podcast. We talk about it all the time here. It really is that simple. When you decide, I am done with this and I'm going to build the stability I can... (laughs) You start taking one step at a time. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's, I think, the part that people have a hard time getting over is, okay, I don't want to be slave to this. Well, what in your life can you already stop having it rule you? And every time you tell your, you're tell telling somebody, I can't do this or I can't go there because of this other thing, change your language pattern to, I won't go there because you can you can blow off something to do something else. You're prioritizing something. And when you start assessing things that way, I think you end up making better choices for yourself and making better choices for your life. I just, um, I had a big issue with my dogs and my neighbor's dogs. I had an injured dog and everybody attacked the injured dog. We had a big old dog fight. She got hurt more. And that had never happened before, right? Because you always hear people say that when dogs bite. And I realized right away, if I'm teaching self-responsibility or personal responsibility, I have to take responsibility for this. Luckily, I have the holler neighbors who are all willing to also. We went to a dog trainer. Best in the state. Happens to live 20 minutes from me. Like, badass, man. And did a session. And in that session, here's a dog trainer who's made money winning shows with his dogs. He's helping people train dogs for he's not charging enough. I'll just put it out there. Um, and he does that on purpose because he wants more people to have their dogs trained well. Well, he told us leadership is the core issue here. And to have good leadership, you have to take control of your shit. He said, five years ago, I, I just lost my clutch on my car. Five years ago, had that happened, I would have been screwed because I would have not known where I could get the $1,000 to pay the guy to fix it. This time, because I've taken control, I've taken leadership of my own life. Now I have an emergency fund and I sat there on the side of the road and was like, well, that's inconvenient. Called a friend, picked me up, sent my car off to get it fixed. And it's because he made the choice to take control of his finances. And five years later, five years later, right? It didn't happen overnight. He had it. And I think that's the thing about getting off the exits important. You can go to these events like Exit and Build or the Self-Reliance Festival, or any of the workshop Squatch Fest that'll happen. Nefi's going to have food church trainings. By the way, I'm free on October 15th, Nefi. That just happened. Um, Yay! Yep. By the way, that is so big. Daniel Solitan's going to be here. It's going to be fantastic. Everybody will be able to hear how we're working with Polyfaith and how, how big firms are helping us grow small farms. So, and, and, and to reiterate what Nicole's talking about, you know, I'm saying this all the time. 
you know, nothing's happening to you. Nothing's happening to you. John Daly, nothing's happening to you either. And and nobody's coming for you. And in fact, nobody's coming to even come turn off your lie box so that you don't listen to those lies anymore. And also nobody's coming to take those Doritos out of your hand yeah. or the fake crap that you're putting in your mouth, you know, in your mouth hole that's making you, yeah. <laughs> the nice thing is all that shit's going to get expensive. Done. Is that Kool-Aid? What is that? It's, uh, oh, it's one of those fucking Mio squeezy things, whatever that oh, is. Not John Daly. He's always bringing the example of what to Red 40. It helps me get the right amount of water in me every day. That's all I know. He's like, give me a, give me a fucking break, you fucking assholes. <laughs> wow, you do a good John Dowie impersonation, dude. <laughs> good. Yeah. Look, I can't fucking eat anything but steak and broccoli in my life. I gotta have something. All right. There you hey, go. dude, I'm gonna be uh, raising well, yeah, sheep but- soon. You can have sheep. You can have lamb. Right. Oh, I have yeah. 0.7 acres. Oh, you mean like eat it? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, you know, I never really ate much of that kind of lamb and sheep or whatever. Oh, it's uh, so good. It's my so life, good. My life growing up was two things. My mom didn't like anything weird, and we were fucking Seventh-day Adventists, which is the uh, worst vegetarian fucking religious. No, we weren't like. You weren't those I, ones? We weren't the vegetarian ones. We were the no pork, no shellfish. No pork. You know, annoying. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, Dude, I'm, so I hope no you're shellfish. having some bacon now. Killing me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now I eat. You're like, whatever. what? We didn't have any bacon all these years? It took me until I was 20, <laughs> though, when I was allergic to shrimp. So there's that. Uh, well, are you sure you're allergic to the shrimp or the stuff they dip it in? Because, like. No, it was. I, yeah, it was straight up shrimp. It was okay, word. Boiled, anyway. Yeah. Maybe they dipped it in the ocean. Maybe I'm okay. There. You know what? Okay. Here's something. Here's something. Okay. If somebody uh, is on the fence. Uh, and they're kind of really overweight, and you know in your heart of hearts you are effing way overweight, and you've been kicking it around like you're going to do it, like I was going to quit smoking for 10 years. The price of food is about to, like, literally triple. Yeah. So it's if you fix everything have right now, a high actually. metabolic rate, and yeah. you have to eat five times a day because you are just a woofer, admit it to yourself. <laughs> Seriously, just do it. Mm-hmm. And just stop. Like, go watch a Dr. Ken Berry thing. One of our one of yeah. our big friends who's so big, he's had like he's going to be at the same church. Fifty thousand dollars to put a, a a bathroom in his basement so he could have his knee surgery because he couldn't go up his own stairs. So yeah. he literally spent fifty thousand dollars to get new knees over losing the weight. And death is next. That's the next step. So I had the hard conversation with him yesterday, live and in person, because I'm his friend. About like, dude, you know you're choosing this, right? Like, I literally eat once a fucking day. I do. I lost a hundred yeah, pounds. Mad. I have yeah. more energy than I've ever had. And like, what if? Because he's like, well, I'm diabetic. I'm taking. I'm like, what if? What if? So I got him to at least watch the Doctor Barry video. At least watch it and then say it's full of shit. Yeah. Don't do it. And there's a documentary that Ken Barry has out about curing diabetes. Like with the diet change, voluntary diabetes. Yeah, the John, you're you're fucked. We know. If you (laughs) have type two, if you you still have a pancreas. So we are talking about what to do because of right now. They are telegraphing. They're telling you food is about to triple. If you eat a shit ton of food, 
Just imagine if you ate once a day instead of three times a day, how much I don't give a fuck what the price of food is. Yeah. I got so my here's something I mean, related to though. that. I, yeah, I can, so I, I went keto, everybody knows, a few years ago, and I'm mostly keto except for this glass of bourbon right here. <laughs> and That's keto. It's totally keto. And I went, I, I went off keto treats, just like vegetables and meat is what I eat most of the time and not starchy ones. And I don't eat fake stuff. I If I eat chocolate, it's going to be chocolate. If I have bourbon, it's going to be bourbon. Yeah. And I lost weight mm-hmm. and I continue to lose weight. But here's the deal. The amount of money I spent on food went down. Yep. Yep. It went yep. down. And, and I was like, Mom, and you can buy I'm the buying the most quality. expensive yeah. meat I can. I mean, so I buy a whole cow. And yep. so it's three fifty to four fifty a pound when I buy it, wow. which I know is a good price. That's a great price. But even I'll, if it was double that, I'd be spending like less. And I raise my yeah. own animals. Like, understand, I raise my own yeah. animals, so that helps keep the cost down. Right. But she said, well, you don't need as much volume anymore. Right. That's the deal. Yeah. You don't need as much volume, and I just stop eating when I'm not hungry. Yeah, that was what I, I, I 100% found that. I mean, I just, I, I eat about, I mean, I'm a big dude. I'm fucking 265 pounds at 6'3", and I, like, work all day. Um, I have heavy cream in my coffee in the morning, about a half, yep. uh, yeah, right, about a quarter cup, half a fucking cup, <laughs> about a quarter cup, and then... I don't eat all day, and then at night I have like a ten ounce steak and like a cup of broccoli, and I make some cheese sauce for that because why not? And it's outstanding. That is not expensive, no. you know. My wife eats about half that because she's, you know, one hundred and thirty pounds, half my weight, so it makes sense. Um, you know, my kid is on a, a formula diet that we make his formula, but uh, you know. It's crazy. Oh, he walked uh, two days ago, by the way. <laughs> the two-pound bags of shrimp. Oh, your kid walked. Yeah. Oh, he walked. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I got a video if you want to see it. <laughs> nice. Uh-oh. There's another Dowie on ever, patrol. Uh, no, I had <laughs> shared it on my other show. You can watch You can watch yeah. the micro farmers on my YouTube channel, and the very first thing I do is play the video. So he, he looked like he was going to walk, and we got the phones out, and we actually recorded his first steps. So that was cool. Oh, wow. And he's uh, eight and a half months. So, nice. All right. Pretty early, I think. Hey, I gotta run, guys. Thanks Uh-oh. for okay, John. It was good. One more pitch for your thing. Give us one more pitch. Exit and build land. Did you say one more plug? Do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, check tomorrow us out tomorrow or the next day, May thirteenth, fifteenth. Check it out tomorrow, the tenth of March or the eleventh, and we should have the tickets live. And I very much hope you'll join us in person. Joel Salatin, Jack Spierko, Joel Skousen, Stephen Brooks, and like two dozen others. And Nicole, Nicole Sauce. Last but not least. <laughs> so check us out. It'll be a great time here in Backdrop. And we're going to do a screening. We're going to have farm-to-table meals. We're going to teach about growing food, buying land, buying land together, and doing an intentional community, and all that stuff. And I promise the camera won't freeze. That's a massive lineup. That's nice. Right. Not messing around. All right, you guys stay free. Get it, lay off the X, guys. It's it's not good for your brain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna get all the. I think I do out. think this. Get moving off the X takes yeah. discipline. By John, by the way, takes discipline of Courage. not engaging in the news crisis yeah. cycle. Right. Well, can I speak to that? So yeah. The yep, first, yep. That, that's the thing is like when these things happen, when COVID started, same shit, I'll put the regular news on because I'm trying to figure out just the, the big picture of what the hell's happening, right? And then after about 
three hours of that shit, it's just you realize that you've got your the tiny, tiny bit of information you can extract from that fucking propaganda network, and then it's right. all bullshit, right? Right. So that's your step one. I, you know, from getting off the fucking X is disconnecting from that shit. I think, and I don't. I think I'm preaching to the choir with this audience, probably. But then the next step is you got to you do have to try to stay a little informed. I guess. I mean, I I went a while without staying informed at all. And then you got to find your sources, right? And try right. to figure that out because you do have to kind of understand. Like, like if I was paying no attention, I wouldn't know wheat went up sixty eight percent a day, and that does affect my life, you know. Well, um, you learned that from your feed guy, right? No, no, I learned that from from the news, fucking No Agenda show or something. I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> like, it might have been the Asian the fodder, the fodder tree systems that yeah. Bernie does yeah. because he's figured out how to ferment it right. by making yeah. it silage, so the birds will eat it. But, I mean, yeah, we, I knew, we, knew, we knew several years ago, John, that we needed to control our processing and our feed. And so that was what we've been paying attention to, you know, from yeah. a long time ago. And so, yeah, you and it's never too late for you to just jump on that. Yeah, I have one big challenge with controlling my feed or producing my feed, at least. <laughs> well, I'm saying in relationships. No. <laughs> having the relationships I, for that because yeah. whatever we're doing it's not going to be on the news we're going to yeah. find out from our friend well so. that is something as far as feed goes i'm, I'm exploring options mm-hmm. like right right now the hang up the obstacle for me is is freight is so expensive like right. i think there's a definitely a better option for me for feed right now right. if i could get it trucked in um and store enough mm-hmm. of it but uh but the freight is astronomical too so road trip yeah. yeah, I guess I got the a little freight, Dakota the freight in a trailer. Is never working. Like we had to let all that go because if you're going to be doing volume, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it I, depends use on a pa- I use about a pallet every five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you need to you need a friend. I need like, less birds. Okay, there's a that solves that problem. Well, yeah. sort of. Yeah. It's a we've talked about this. I have egg layer ducks and I have old ducks. Which ones do you kill? They both suck to eat. Like. What are you going to do? do? Actually, old ducks make great ducks, too. As yeah, but they're like, I've had old ducks die, and I've processed them, and there's yeah. barely any meat on these ducks. Because I, I buy specific, yeah. I buy the golden 300s But from they Metzer. make a good broth. Yeah, okay. But he can sell They really do. When they get old, they're like pets. So, anyway, <laughs> on our farm. You mean like so, my, pet. My, my mama pig is like a pet. We have a problem there, yeah. too. Yeah. We got into ducks because we liked it. That becomes hog feed. Yeah, those, those yeah. pets can be hog feed. <laughs> There's that. I don't yeah. have any. I have 0.7 acres, so so producing my own feed is is a tough. I've gone. I've tried. You know, no, but we not, don't produce all our own feed, Dally. We. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's friends, man. It's the relationships. We got friends yeah. who want to produce feed feed for us. So That's it's it's about that, right? Like. Yeah, and I I should maybe be better at networking. Yeah. So. I got, off the X, I got off the X once by turning to the barrels, and um, that's something I'm turning to again. Because tell us I'm that trying story. To like, tell us the whole story. Well, I, you so I'll were make it providing microgreens for yeah. restaurants right before March 2020. Yeah, so the first week of March 2020, we did the best first week of March we've ever done, which is that's impressive because right. that's a good week. Nice. Um, basically, we go through a slow period, you know, January, February. It's, it's horrific. And then March, the first week of March – people in new england start going to restaurants again or something and it just blows up so it did and then of course hibernation of course the next week and then the following week they shut all our customers down (laughs) 
So, uh, you know, we spent about four weeks freaking out because there was no anything like no uh, grants or loans or anything available yet. And there, they were. They just weren't available to small farms because, you know, <laughs> they like to give all the money to big ass conglomerates. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to grow lettuce to sell to my home delivery customers and I was pushing home delivery and that was moderately, moderately successful. Uh, but it wasn't enough to keep us going. So I found this these IBC totes to grow lettuce in and the guy had a shitload of barrels on his property and he was like, uh, you want to sell these things? And I was like, yeah, I'll do anything right now. (laughs) You know? So he dropped off. We weren't home. We went and bought some groceries or something. And, uh, we came home to about 400 barrels in the front yard. So that was fun. (laughs) Then my wife was like, what the fuck is going on? So (laughs) she's cool about stuff, but she was a little shocked. And then, uh, so I spent about 18 hours being really annoyed about that. And then I organized it, sorted it out. And, uh, Thursday night I listed everything on the the censor book marketplace. And, um, probably the next day I threw it up on Craigslist. And by Tuesday, the following week, I called him for more. So it was pretty crazy. Um, and we found more, you know, we've had our challenges, you know, I've had some local, uh, situations where somebody kind of poached our source locally and is cutting our price in half. But, uh, you know, we have enough variety where we're still doing business. And now I'm pushing more of a business to business model because if people run out of money, some of these businesses still are doing stuff. So we're, I'm just trying to diversify my customer base with that part of my business. And actually we're registering that business as a real business now, which I know, is kind of counter to being agorist, but it's not because it'll allow me some tax benefits. So there's that. <laughs> so it's been good. It's been successful, but hopefully it holds up. We have to get up the X in another way. I mean, the way we're getting up the X right now is we're just expanding our preps quite a bit while we can, you know, cause like if you see the storm coming, you get ready for it. Right. Right. So right now a bag of broccoli, frozen broccoli is a buck 20 for a pound right and in three weeks it might be 450 so i'm gonna go put 100 pounds up or something like that um you know and like i said freezers while you can and that kind of stuff and fuel like you know you missed the you missed your opportunity there right but but i'm selling barrels right now this is what blows my mind about americans right you're av- and i'm not i know i said some shit about people that voted and look in the mirror but like i'm not talking to these folks probably listen to this show um but what blows my mind is every time there's a shortage, that's when people want to stock up on it. It's I, So I've sold like 15 barrels the last three days because people are going to go buy gas or, or diesel. And I'm like, yeah. maybe you should have done that a week and a half ago. Like, what are you thinking? So, and I did that. Like, I, I topped well, off. it's never too late oh, to start. Well, we can, I mean, you can take advantage of this lunacy, though, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Like Selling I, at the top of the market, right? Yeah. And so, I, raised my, I raised my price on those barrels because you're gonna now you're gonna pay this fucking stupid tax. Okay, so guess what I put on guess what I put on sale on Craigslist last night. What's up? My little four by eight teardrop travel trailer. I bought it for two thousand dollars. I used it to go to float. I used it a few other times. Used it for squatch. Used it a couple other times. Guess how much I listed it for? A million dollars. I'm just kidding. Oh, forty five. Nice. Yeah. yeah, go yeah. Up. Ask for so, six. Right? So you have 45, so uh, 20, 250%, right? They can beat me down, sell it for three, I make 50%. I did that with and a and Chevy Impala like but, three months ago. So the ago. Craigslist ad, right, is talking about, hey, 
if you got to get the hell out of Dodge, here's a way. Mm. So mm-hmm. am I going to get $2,500 for one sentence in a Craigslist ad? Cause I just stopped, didn't freak, yep. thought about what I had, where, and I'm selling it as is, where is in the field over at my farm. So I don't even have to drive an hour to go get it and bring it back. Right. Um, yeah. And then I listed my utility trailer, my five by 10 that's old and beat up and whatever. Right. For same thing, double what I paid for it. If somebody is it because I was like, hey, this will haul a lot of stuff over the mountain pass, it, right? I, I'm just waiting for the phone to ring and collect the money now. So our little sit down was, hey, she she gets crazy because <laughs> make sure in the house. Uh, I I I don't see any of our stuff as actual stuff with like an attachment to the stuff anymore. It's right. all just floating. Liquid cash. Dollar signs, right? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. whatever. Just it's a just floating value. So yeah. I, I was like, because she was like, Jesus Christ, our trailer. We love that trailer. I was like, yeah, yeah, I love the trailer. But, you know, do you love it? Like, would you buy it for $4,000 right this minute if you had to, like, literally go get the money out safe? No. no. Like, okay. So that means sell it. Sell it. I'll build us a, a one that's interchangeable on a new flatbed that we could do in a system that I've been working on for a while for, like, a tenth of money. So let's so Brian, let's, let's right. on this stupid tax concept. Yes, what? stupid tax. I love stupid it. Tax. That's a way to yeah. bring it home. Sorts of things in our lives. <laughs> now that people are willing to pay the stupid tax because they're freaking out, it goes back to how could I profit from this? Yeah. Right. What sorts of things would make sense to start getting into? Because people are spending money <laughs> hand over fist right now. How right. about how so, about you know, it's like Go ahead, Nitty. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? No, I mean, all all these things that you guys are talking about, you know, like every everything that's going on. I'm I was saying that, you know, we can't operate in this fear. And 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 anybody right now who's going to not freak out like Brian says and like just operate in faith and just know that the well-being is everywhere because that is what's true. If you're operating from that only, you know, then what we know for sure is there's nothing like Brian said that we can't move and everything we have is way more valuable than it was before because, because we already, I, we, this, I knew this was going to happen before. I just didn't know they were going to do it in the way that they did. You don't know like in what way they're going to collapse the centralized systems and in what way they're going to do these weirdo things that they do. But I wrote about it in my book. I'm like, y'all, this is what's about to happen. So, you know, don't don't be shocked. There was nothing shocking about it. And so, you know, like Brian's saying, like there's nothing. John, I bet you got more stuff that you want to sell than the thing. Yeah, what's next? What's the next yeah. opportunity? What are, yeah, what are you gonna what are you sell? Well, that's the thing. People are gonna and, and almost anybody can do this, right? People are gonna want to grow their own food now, right? Obviously, right. this, this already happened. Classes, here. the yeah, education. This already, yeah, this already happened during COVID. So right. I was just using that not using, but like I took advantage of that situation to build social capital on my street because I had all this extra soil and I just gave it to them. But like, you know, I have soil, I sell it now. So there's that. I have barrels. They can be turned into garden beds. I have IBC totes. They can be turned into beds. Yeah. And I can start, you know, know, maybe I should go buy some lumber right now. Yeah. Or make it on your way up. Right. 
Like, you know, that, that's what we're talking about. It's the pivot. It's the get off yeah. the X. It's what's the new idea. And this is the moment for all these new ideas that we already know. And we have the innovation and the experience to be able to share. And so, you know, it's, it's not like, I mean, you don't need to call it the stupid tax guys. I want to be, I want to yeah. be nicer. I'm going to call, I'm going to be nicer because, because listen, everybody can only know what they know. And we're on the leading bleeding edge. So it's, we're it's on the bleeding edge because we've been paying attention because we knew this was going to happen. Whereas the orthodoxy, they, they don't know that the orthodox, anybody in the orthodox, which is the majority of the people, right? They're following the stupid box. So it, you know, we, we're, we're here to say, listen, guys, everything's going into natural order as it should, which is what Brian's talking about with the prices, with the feet, food and everything, like all the fake commodity crap, fake chemistry project food, or what you're not going to be able to afford that crap in a minute, which is great because guess what? You'll live longer. Congratulations. Okay. For other preppers too. Well, not preppers, just people that are thinking and the market exists. It always, the, the Agora, it's the market. You can have all kinds of feels about it, but if, as soon as you can detach yourself emotionally from the market existing, you can, you aren't taking advantage of anybody. No. The price on a thing is getting bid up. You can look at that on the stock market all day. Right. The price of the phony baloney bullshit asset is getting bid up. People that don't even know what the asset is are playing with it on computer screens around the world. They're only buying it because it's going up on a chart. Yeah. So you're servicing. You are uh, servicing the demand. You're filling the gap. Right. You are creating liquidity in the, in the community of moving around the extra beef and the extra this and the, Oh, I had it behind the barn over here's a fucking giant stack of wood for Dowie. Like, Hey Dowie, come right. move this shit. You can take it. Cause I need my space back in the barn. Right. I, I'm giving away stuff cause I need driveway space back. Uh, it's so, energy. It's energy. So like yeah, the way, around. the way all these, all these things, these, you know, anything, um, anything, everything has some value. I mean, this pen has some value, right? So like, all we're doing, you got to just keep the energy moving. As long as the energy is moving and it has somewhere to go, it's going to go where there's a hole for it to fill. Okay. And I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, now. I mean, and it's going to be easier to localize this, I guess. Like, it know. is. That is actually what is happening. Hyper local. Every, everything is going to become hyper local, which we already knew, which is why we've been on the ready, which is yeah. what's happening. Like my food church has never been bigger, John. Everybody is just pouring in here. I have the I have the gate up. I got the and, gate. Like, and whoa, really, are if you, you don't have high prices, right. you would be swarmed. The right. only gatekeeping thing, the only but gatekeeping tool you have. But it's not even like we're, we're not inflating the prices. We're not inflating it. It's just <laughs> what it is. And you know what's amazing is that the commodity crap in the grocery store is inflating to our price. Oh, they're past our inflating prices now. Our price, right? Yeah. That's the, the funny thing is I looked at ground beef. Yeah, and it was five fifty a pound, and it was shit. Yep. And you and I get ground beef for market, five fifty yep. a pound, and it's grass fed, yep. grass finished, no mm-hmm. chemicals added. Well, and I pay stuff. I pay six bucks a pound in the end of the at the end of the day, right? For my grass, my pastured, it, it's finished on feed, whatever. I kind of like it that way. Yeah. But um, you know, okay, so but it's close. I also paid six bucks a pound for the fucking ribeyes. Yeah, yeah. Good luck That's what I mean. So it's a sliding scale. You really yeah. paid ten dollars a pound for the ribeye, and you know, exactly. whatever. And you paid four bucks a pound yeah. for your ground beef, maybe. 
Maybe. I mean, yeah. if we're going to think so, about it in parts, but if you're just going to be like, I want this half a cow, I want this quarter, whatever, you know, I mean, all I'm saying is that this is the, this is the best of times. Anytime that, you know, that, that they can trick everybody into believing these lies, whatever it is on this grand, grand scale, there's this fake matrix thing going on, right? While all that chaos is happening there, the rest of us who are chill, if we're chill, we're just doing our thing because guess what? There's the civilized world that's freaking out. And then there's the uncivilized world, which is that's what we're civilized. Right. Yeah, we're we're you know, we're civilized and I think I think the uncivilized world is more civilized and this and the civilized world is where all the bandits and you know all the thieves and the criminals and the murderers are. But like where we are you know, honoring the laws of the universe and nature and, you know, operating in that law and of love, uh, we are thriving as always. So, you know, y'all do whatever y'all crazy chaos people going to do. And the rest of us is going to still. Well, that's why I don't feel bad profiting. Right. People people are going to pay me to teach them a class on how to process a pig. I'm going to give them that class because that's something I learned as part of my quest to get, healthy food in my life at a price I could afford. And that means that I put some work in. You should and never I, feel bad about anything right. unless you're hurting somebody or taking advantage of them. None of which we yeah. are doing. And they, well, now they want to learn it. Now I can right. teach you how to process if you're ready your now, and you can take on. it home and eat it. And now you can raise your chickens and right. boom. And to John, to John sort of, yeah, what's up? I got a guy who's figured out how to track your chickens without any feed costs. So you should totally talk mm-hmm. to him. How much land yeah. does he have? You can do it on a tractor system. John, you can do it on a compost pile. You can do a compost system. You got to have restaurant relationships for this to work. Really? I don't have any of those. Yeah. uh, Kind of a little different subject, but like, uh, and it is getting off the X, and it's kind of like she was talking about criminals, right? And I I don't think this is the kind kind she was talking about, but like, I did say to my wife today, look, don't go to Manchester anymore because I went and bought gas three mm-hmm. days ago, roughly. And, uh, I, you know, I've seen two fights at gas stations now in the last week. Okay. Oh, yeah. In that wow. town, in that town, Wow. not in the fucking normal parts of the, of where I live, but in that town. So people do need to start thinking a little more about security. I think to get off the X as well, because when people get desperate and run out of food Mm -hmm. and money, they do more weird shit. Right. And my wife and a baby in a little Toyota Corolla is a target. I'm not a fucking target because I'll kill you. But like, (laughs) she's much more of a target. Um, So I just said to her, like, you know, Hey, look, you know, and it's, as a man, it's tough to be like, look, don't go to this place because you sound like a controlling <laughs> fucking douchebag. But like, it's it's all about security. Obviously, she understands. But like, you you're know, not like, a douchebag. You're you you're chival- you're being chivalrous and you're being responsible yeah, no. for your family. What are you talking I, about? I, I we had the exact you know I mean? same like, conversation, John. I don't, I don't no, want like, you going to this place anymore. Know. It depends on how you present that statement, right? Like, it was you, more like, where it, are you going to carry? You can and present where, it to like, sound like an asshole. Right, you gotta bring you gotta bring her attention to that thing because she's focused focused on the baby like that yeah. that's how it was for me yeah. i'm focused on the kids and so my husband's got to be like yo and by the way did you know there's a crowbar right there in case you need to grab it yeah. you know like by the door oh, yeah we're, we're very, um, or whatever uh, it's just a nice reminder and so yeah. it's not a diminishing thing at all it's, and in, in my, it's a horrible time to be thinking about security and purchasing shit but if you have really 
not done anything. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing to learn. You can do it. It's a shitty time to go do it, but like, don't get caught in the name brand thing. Get a functional thing. It does, North it's Carolina cool. still has gun shops more than anywhere. Oh, there was actually yeah. a chart. You live in free. Of, yeah. it, there was a chart. And how about Tennessee doesn't have as many gun shops as North Carolina? Nicole, what's up with that? Like, so, I was, I was, we got meet them. Oh, because everybody there's already armed up, right? So, so <laughs> what do you use a gun shop for? Are we having a, Nicole's are we having like, a, what? Are we having well, a, Let's think about that from like, a bunch what? of different sides, though. <laughs> we talked about we talked about like right the wave is high, so if you're sitting on some extra stuff and you maybe want to like consolidate your calibers to okay, time to like stop playing at yep. putting holes in paper, yes. and we're starting about using tools. I just yes. did this. Maybe you get rid of some of your toys. Yeah, right. To somebody who really could use it at way more than toy price. I no and longer right. have 40 caliber in my life. I just yeah. did it. You did it. What'd you So You've chucked 40. Well, yeah. When I, that guy, when what'd that you consolidate? Bag, say, when say, that douchebag shot up that, that fucking grocery store in Tennessee, in that town that's about the same size as the town I live in, I was like, I need an easier to carry carry pistol because I wasn't carrying my full size nine all the time. So I just said, I'll get another nine. And I had 40. So I took that, sold that to the gun store here and bought a nine. And because I live in New Hampshire, I was in and out of that fucking place in 30 minutes. That's nice. So you've got something that's <laughs> yeah, more you have, usable. You have white see? double dust, man. I'm saying. Yeah, you, okay. you, you change My house is going to randomly anymore. blow away. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. we, we just called me the Wicked Witch, just, just for we the essentially, <laughs> We essentially have no black hat. in New Hampshire. So that's nice. That's our one, you, one nice thing about New Hampshire. Have we have we essentially have no gun laws here. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Keep your toys if you're stacked and racked. I'm just saying, like, it is going to be the top of a market. Yeah. If you wanted to trade some value stuff for other value stuff, you know, now might be a good time to do it. Yeah. I did also just get a case of nine millimeter in the mail today. Woohoo! Nice. Woo-hoo. Split it with my sister in law who lives in a state that, you know, come on, still fucking waiting. So I'll tell it's New York State. Uh, those she, are just paperweights she, she finally got her carry permit it took her like three years okay and then she went out she, she's buying the same i i got a sig 365 she's buying that gun because she held it and liked it and whatever i did not take it to new york for her to check out okay. <laughs> um and she uh, reached her hand over the line yes yeah, she fucking teleported here so now she she purchased the gun Three weeks ago, still does not have it in her possession because it's got to be added to her permit. What the oh, fuck is going on in New York? Oh, my God. I'm like, she's telling me this. And I'm like, I don't even know what any of this shit means. What are you talking about? I walked into a gun store. <laughs> handed the that guy happened to us. That happened to us, John. Yeah, so, like, I went to go pick up a pistol, and they were like, oh, we're, you know, we have to add it to your permit and blah, 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 what all oh this other crap. And so I was in Tennessee, and we were. I was talking to somebody over there at Jaeger's spot, and they were just like, what are you talking about? And I yeah. was like, yeah, welcome to North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina got New Yorkified, and I, I know this because all the assholes where I grew up moved there and yes, fucking ruined it. They did. Yeah. Why are when they I, coming here? Because <laughs> there were no jobs in upstate New York. They literally only moved because of work. They didn't yeah. move because of tyranny. That's like They did. Like Everybody was job shopping down here, and we got yeah. a whole bunch of Michi- Michiganites. and yep. um, <laughs> Michiganders. Like right now, everybody freaks out about Californians moving to Texas, but they're moving because 
California fucking sucks and it's tyrannical. So they're probably right. not going to go to Texas and ruin it. But when New right. York state people move just because a factory closed, right. they ruin the fucking place where they That's go. Right. You're correct. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for, for that. Yeah, they <laughs> totally did. This was back in the late eighties. I saw this happening. Well, mm. it happened again. And then, but when Michiganite yeah. came, they're totally helping. They're helping our Good. cause. Yeah. Cause they're a little, they're a little better. Well, the they screen. already had more tyranny than we did up there with all the mafia and Michigan. All right. The mafia, Michigan mafia and like, you know, the Illinois mafia. Oh, true. <laughs> Old Detroit. <laughs> Somebody runs that town. Oh Somebody's my God. Somebody's running it. Let me tell you. Somebody's no, running seriously. It. So my, my cousin works on the line down at one of the auto plants, right? Uh-huh. Seahawks are playing the Steelers. Mm-hmm. He calls me at 6 a.m. because he works overnight. And he's like, dude, on our lunch hour, which was like 3 a.m., he said the line boss, which was the man, mm-hmm. came down and said, go take your pink slips at lunch and go put your cars on and put money down on Pittsburgh. Like, seriously, we got the games are like we got this. So, like, literally telling all the guys on that entire shift to go bet their car pink slips because the boys have the game. And if you remember how that game came down to it, one bullshit call at the end with the zebra, like calling it and gave some, gives the game to Pittsburgh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He told me that at like 6 a.m. and laughed in my face how I was like Seattle had absolutely no effing chance because it was bought and sold. And didn't they just bust a, uh, didn't they just bust a professional guy for like gambling and actually throwing games because of the AI backtracking now? I think that was like yesterday or the day before. I shut down football news after my team gets out of the playoffs. No, seriously. So the new AI, right, is going to be able, once they sniff out a guy's like gambling on the games and throwing them by just a little bit of this or that, or a ref, the AI is going to be able to analyze every game they ever were in and every play they ever made. Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that the cat's out of the bag, just wait. I don't oh, like sorry. it. sorry. Off topic. <laughs> We did this on we did this on Toolman Tim's show. If you want to hear us talk about football, go watch <laughs> Toolman Tim's show last <laughs> week after the after you unloose the goose, oh. the after party. Oh so, yeah. Hey, should we uh give him a quick you forget? plug? Did you hear? Okay, so his hashtag is uh um uh oh shit, now I'm gonna get it wrong. Uh do me dirty Tim, I think, or do me dirty Mike Rowe. Oh yeah, yeah. We're trying Tim. to get Tim the tool man on Mike Rowe. Yeah, that would be or awesome. So everybody yeah. that we also any so, podcast, we're also trying to get that. We're also trying to get Spirko on Rogan. And I actually yesterday was listening to uh, smash and like that subscribe button, that fucking guy and uh, Tim Pool. <laughs> and I, I like him, but I that I almost have to turn it off when he says that. Is but, he um, on the get get Spirko on? Well, I think you could just super chat him and tell him about Spirko, and he would look him up, and that right. would be a stepping stone to Rogan. That's my my plan here. I'm on a mission. I emailed Rogan, but I no response. So, uh, yeah, it's out there. <laughs> all right. If we all super chat Tim Pool and say, you need to get – because he's been talking about preparedness a lot on his show, which actually has been good. Like, um, he's he's got an interesting problem, I guess, where he's got uh, a bunch of chickens and he's got an extra 60 eggs, so he just stuck them in a fucking incubator. And I'm like, yeah, man, way to go. I might do that this year. Mm-hmm. But – um. Because I, I actually have I have big black copper morans and that's all I have. So the, the roosters actually get 
Nice. And I, I have never processed one of them, and I, I'd like to. So we'll see where it's, it goes. It's probably a good season to sell chicks, right? Yes. Yeah. I'd imagine yeah. a bunch of people want to start. I get yeah. my number one hit on my website is is quail. And but the problem is when you do the math on quail as a profitable like business, it first first of all, it'd be like a full time thing. Because if you're gonna do quail and you're gonna make money, you have to incubate, hatch, brood, brood again, because I gotta have two st- stages for brooding, really, if you're doing a lot. Um, and then grow out and then process or sell birds, whichever you're gonna do. And it's, but then you got to do that again immediately, right? So it's like you're never stopping that process. You're constantly, okay, more eggs are in the incubators. Now they're coming out. Now they're brooding and hatching. Now more eggs are going in the incubator. And it's like, good luck, man. You're going to do that full time. But the only way, I mean, I made decent money last year. We were just trying to pay the electric bill at the grow room because we weren't getting, making any real money here. So we set up incubators here and hatched quail and sold chicks. And we made, you know, three, $400 a month doing that. Um, so it's definitely a thing. And I should do a couple runs of it and just sell, you know, make make a quick thousand bucks or something. But um yeah, there's def so I mean if you're into that, if you have time, there's definitely money in hatching quail. I don't know about chickens. I don't know. We have yeah. a new hatchery in Memphis, Tennessee that is the McMurray Memphis. Oh nice. Good. Nice. Yeah, and so I'm not sure. So we have a couple of local hatcheries, but Competing with McMurray is probably not super easy. Their quality is excellent. Oh, yeah. I've, I've gotten yeah, chicken from them. Quality. I've got, yeah. I get my ducks from uh, Metzer only yeah. if I'm getting ducks. They're the only one to get from. Unless you're going to, you know, you find a local person. But that's hit and miss, man, with local hatcher, hatcheries. Even even my birds, I'm like, I hatched and I wasn't real thrilled. You know, you really got to spend a lot of time selecting genetics. And, and it's a commitment to do that. It this really is a good is. one from Mike Vertree. So ready to lay chickens in early spring. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like getting your chicks in October. Absolutely. Or hatch your own. Right around Easter, yeah. people are like, I want an egg layer. Yeah. 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 I always Especially right there. around Easter. They want them right around Easter. Even even where I'm at, I, I only get uh, ducklings and chicks. Uh, chickens and ducks, we're talking not quail. Quail are anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I only do ducks and chicks in October, November. And even mm-hmm. where I'm at. And by the time they're feathered out you know, in time to go outside and with, with adequate shelter, like a greenhouse or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're not paying that fucking feed bill for the whole year, you know, for no reason. They're going to lay at the same exact time as if you get them now, or if you get them in October next year <laughs> is when, yeah. you know, you might get a handful this year, but it isn't going to be anything significant. Hey, what hatchery do you recommend for turkey poults? Anybody? I've only ever got them at the local uh, feed store. I don't know. I don't know. I we think, have folks that are doing it on the farm here because we don't do a Murray lot of McMurray? turkey. Does Murray McMurray do do turkey? Oh yeah, stuff? they totally I do. They did. Yeah, they're, they're they're great in cackle. I think mm-hmm. right. Um, I think there might be one more. I'm th- I'm forgetting. That's good. I don't know. I don't know. We 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 don't sell so much turkey anymore, and so whatever we do, we just they were doing them. I wonder if Metzer. I have a freezer full of turkey right now in case anybody needs some. I buy them. Oh, I have an announcement. Okay. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this shit's true where you live though. When is St. Patty's Day is uh next uh-huh. Thursday? March 15th or something probably. 17, 15, whatever. Yes. Yeah, next like that. either next Tuesday or Thursday. Irrelevant. Okay. Okay. 
Next weekend is discount corn beef day, just so everybody knows to go for oh, your Thursday, Thursday the seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, so Love so right beef. after Christmas is discount turkey day or Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas. Uh-huh. And ham, spiral cut yeah. ham. Oh, I mean it's favorite. you know, it's factory farm shit, but hey man, food protein is protein <laughs> if you need it, right? Yeah, from fifty nine cents a pound. Nithi, Nithi is losing her oh, mind. Sure. I'm Sorry, like, I gotta Nithi. go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Sorry, I actually, Nithi. I actually have to go, y'all. Sorry, um, Nithi. I, I have to yeah. go because you're running the shop. I, I have to go because we have the shop it. running, and also, cool. um, I'm leaving town again. And so, but I wanted to come play, and I wanted to come talk about you know getting off the X. And Nicole, I'm so happy you're going to come. And so, I do want to just put a plug in everybody to try to reserve October fifteenth to. Come to Raleigh, North Carolina. Check us out here at the Food Church because we're going to have the first Food Church conference. We're going to have Daniel Soliton. We're going to have Nicole Sauce. We're going to have uh, Dr. Camberry. We're going to have the Jacksons. Um, I mean, you're going to see Volley will be speaking as well. I will be Ooh, right here. Yeah. And I would love for you guys to come check us out. We're working really hard to get it since we had to pivot because we had to get off the X and because we keep on having to get off the X. So I'm working to get this place all set up so that it, it's show ready and yeah. ready to host you guys and, you know, welcome everyone. So that's the other reason I'm leaving this week. Are you going to serve hollow roast? I'm always serving hollow roasts. I'm always serving hollow roasts. What about, what about his coffee? Actually, Brian <laughs> has is really has good. I'm, I am a member of his club. Just yeah, because closer to me. And we had this whole conversation. We, we're supporting Brian. And I'm sending people Brian's way all the time, too. Yeah. No, oh. guys. Uh, you know, we have two roasters on this show, which could be awkward. But I love his coffee. Why NFT project is just going to be, it's going to be so fun. So I decided I'm going to run. I'm going to run my own market, right? Because if I die, there's no more coffee I'm making. So it doesn't matter anyway, right? So when you get your NFT issued, you're, you're getting a hundredth control of the, of the production. So I'm going to actually list a bid and an ask on my website. So once they're sold and there's no more to go out, waiting list starts, right? And we'll, we'll start a bid ask right on the website and then... Mm. Anybody that's a current member that wants to do redistribution, because the deal is that's the beauty, right? I'm only going to have to deal with 100 human beings that I have a relationship with. So they text me or call, like whatever. Orders are so this easy. This is sort of right? sort of what Patrick sort of what Patrick did, right? Somewhere. I don't know. Bye, Nathy. Bye, Nathy. Hey, Steel. I don't wait, know when the is, online when training is, for the food churches, but in person okay. is October. 15th. I'm working on October it. October 15th. I'm working on it. I'm building it, but. Um, the the real one is more of a priority, but Michael, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right, love y'all. See you. Bye. Hey, tell me about Patrick Rorman's thing. How, okay, Hold so on. what did you do after he real got quick. The, when he sold the uh, uh, the the original knife? The original that, position. Two, two points. Yeah, to make about that's exactly it. Wait, wait, wait. John has a thing first before two, we move on. Two points. We're real gonna quick be focused about, here. Okay. Two points, real quick about. Birds, poultry. I oh, have poultry. two things. Oh yeah, real quick. And this might be something people already know. Don't ever buy any fucking birds at Tractor Supply, ever, unless like you're you just have like closed out birds. Yeah, I buy yeah, closed maybe. Out birds. Yeah, fifty cents a whack. One. Don't ever use Ridgeway Hatchery in Ohio for anything. That's all I got. Worst fucking hatchery on the planet. Anyway, 
That's all okay. I got. They're super cheap. Okay. Anyway, okay. What now? Patrick's uh, knife thing, yeah. right? He sold memberships for like 350 bucks or something, right? And it no, gave I think it was 500 the, And it 500? gave you the right to buy the first yes. top on anything you ever made, right? Did you right? get a knife with the first one? There were, uh, I don't know, 100 or 500 positions. I think it was 100 positions. You did 100, yeah. $500 or something. Yep. And they sold out super fast. And yep. now if you want a position... They go up for auction, and you're going to pay more than the original price. And all it is is the right to buy the knives. Yeah. And if that, only somebody had one to sell me, Mike Bertrice. And that original, yeah. So that knife changes Doesn't hands, Jake right? Like so it would go from Michael to you, mm-hmm. right? And then you would tell Patrick, "Hey, Patrick, mm-hmm. I now own this number eighty-seven. Yep. Right. So Easy. all future announcements would now just come to you. He, he would erase yep. Mike and write you in. That's what exactly what I'm going to do. And then when and Patrick then, does a different. So he does his neck knives, which I don't have mine on. It's right over there. Uh, Badass, perfect for butchering. But he does these specialty knives. And, you know, one year will be a chef knife. And it's not every year, but whenever he does them, he does them. You get first rights to your knife with your number. Yep. Based on the fact you have a position, which is a neck knife. Right. And... If you don't want it, he'll sell it to somebody else and it will sell. And I have one of his chef knives and oh my God, I was like literally making dinner before it's cooking in the oven right now so that I have food after this. Love, love the work he does. Nice. So he left himself open to taking orders from the, everybody in the universe. Yeah. He was also his people get first crack, right? That's what they get extra. Yeah. First crackness and numbered edition. He was just doing a, I think he was just doing like, here's a hundred knives for the stakeholders and that's it a lot of times. And then yeah, and he always is yeah, running yeah. his production knives, like his, his Genesis. Yeah, his production that. knives happen. The stakeholder knives, he'll just do a hundred of something, whatever it is. Yeah. Let's say it's a chef's knife or a. So essentially he, he needed to keep doing his, uh, you know, his regular production knives to, to stay in business. But when he made the extra money like with the stakeholders, he only was doing the hundred, so it's a little. It was a hybrid model, I guess, of what you're saying. You only no, want to do with the hundred, and that's it. Uh, just for simplicity in my life, right? So I ship once a month. I only deal with my hundred people that I deal with. So if things this are makes really me sad. Just saying. Call him up. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is sad. So yeah. So so yeah. And then the other thing, what I learned from being in a bunch of different companies, right, is never let any one income stream. Even though it wants to be a runaway pony, be a runaway pony. Because then you get addicted to that stream. Your other streams get neglected because you've got a cash cow. Your eyes off the ball on your other streams. Mm -hmm. Then someone throws a damn upstream. Fuck, you're dead. So don't get tricked. So that's the whole point of uh, the whole permaculture thing, right? Limits to growth and consumption. My limit to that income, I've limited myself. I can't grow past this. I can get a little bigger around the edges, right? Because if one of those people want to resell, but they will be on a strict, you only get a hundredth, <laughs> whatever. There are boundaries to my growth on purpose so that you can't kick my stool out because I've got a hundred legs. So yeah, it, that requires discipline too, right? Because it's the easy money. <laughs> But well, and if you decide you have time, and, and you if you decide you have time, and you can offer fifty more, then you do it. Nah, 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 nah. It becomes too big a piece because the deal is I roast every effing pound. Yeah. I'm yeah, never going to have an employee. Maybe you no streamline something. I need to learn how to do this coffee thing you people are doing. Yeah, 
I need you know, to if another... only you could private label somebody's coffee, yeah. him or me. Oh, that's the whole thing. Let's Don't talk do it. About that. Yeah. Well, we have because I tried to import Cuban coffee beans and couldn't, remember? Yeah. Cuban that's coffee want, is man. a non-starter. I want Fidel Dowie's Cuban roast. That's what I want. I don't want anything else. Okay, Brian, that's all you. That's all you. Uh, hey, how much, sell great out how, how much you want to pay? <laughs> we can get it over in six. Well, I learned. Really? I learned how. I learned. I seriously took like a, a personalized, like self-taught course on how ridiculous it is to live in Cuba. So all you fucking commies out there wanting that stuff, like go go try to import some coffee and learn how fucked up it is. They like uh, ration out the coffee to the civilians, oh. and if you get it or you don't, whatever. And then the oligarchs over there just sell all the rest of it to England and profit off or Europe. And then, so if you want to get Cuban beans in the U S you have to get it through an importer in Europe or something along those lines. It's still wicked hard, very expensive. Wasn't, didn't make any sense. No commie coffee. No commie coffee. (laughs) Yeah. It's so fucking good though. And I know, so that's the thing is I, I, I got to taste yes, this, this guy. Coffee. No, you got to go to Florida and find a good Cuban restaurant. And oh, get no, some, no, that shit. Yeah. They, they burn it. They burn it. I was just in Florida it's, on Sunday. Burn. You, didn't go, you didn't go to a, t- a touch of Cuba. With in sugar Miami. and milk. That's all that is. Yeah, no, it's great. I get it. No sugar. <laughs> no, I love it. I just love it. So I get the Cafe Bustello up here and I kind of mimic it that way. Oh, but um, And it's super me. cheap coffee. It's pretty good. But um, yeah, I. Obviously, they're not using Cuban coffee, right? No, they might be. So maybe I. Don't I know. doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, if it's that expensive in like this place, it's like two bucks for a cup of coffee. There's no way. No. So, um, oh. I got to figure out what they're using, right? <laughs> just, I mean, is it just a roast style or is it the bean? A Cuban coffee. Yeah. It's the roast style. They just torch the shit out of it. Literally, it's just torched. It's just burnt like up it. coffee. That's yeah, like you like acid water. Yeah, I do. Because you dump sugar and cream and shit in it. You like evaluate the no coffee. Sugar. Okay. No, no sugar. Just cream. Yeah. Just, um, when are you going to get a cow, John, on your 0.7 acre? Never. Absolutely not. I'm not allowed. Uh, that's one of the laws where I live. Uh, no actual livestock on under three acres it's because some dickhead had like 14 horses on half an acre or some shit ruined it for everybody but um, you've got a beef share set up right i, I have relationships yeah Get into yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah. He, knows, I, he knows a guy i can make a call my, my favorite comment when we did underground networking is he said i know nothing about this and i'm like <laughs> so the barrel baron yeah the barrel baron of new hampshire <laughs> Doesn't know how to do underground networking. He's like, well, I know a guy for stuff. I'm like, you know a guy for everything. I do. I do. I do know. That's true. Very true. You got to have a guy for everything. It's beautiful. Okay. So, so yeah. So I'm going to have a maker's market uh, on my upper driveway, March 26th. So uh, yeah, yeah. I invite it all freedom community, but I, you know what? I'm going to put it up on Craigslist. Uh, so everybody that's coming, I've been like, send pictures. So I, yeah. I make it a Craigslist garage sale. All right. Then, yeah, yeah. Picture sell stuff. So it's an interesting all, idea. That's send me pictures of what they're doing, right? And then I this is what's at the garage sale. I've always wanted just, to do an open house on my farm every year, but that's an interesting way to approach it. Okay, I, uh, so uh, here's the other a, deal. It's I'm always a shit show, but so then I, I so it's open ten to three. Um I'm gonna do once a month, like whatever the heck that first 
Saturday or last Saturday or something. Some, I'll figure that pattern out. But anyway, uh, I'm doing barbecue buffet ready at noon. So whatever. I'll get a general idea how many people show up 10-ish, 11-ish, right? And throw on hot dogs, burgers, potato salads, and chips and shit and whatever, 10 bucks. So if you're going to come vend, you could bring food and do all the hassle, or, right? or just me, pay me 10 bucks. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. So I might have found a little profit center, which could be good for everybody, right? Because people that make stuff need a place to sell it. The regular farmer's market down there, I think, is charging $35 for a booth plus 6% of sales. And I'm going to be buy a bag of $20 coffee and you get the coffee. Yeah. And if they bring people to my place to buy their stuff, the people that come to my place now know, hey, there's a coffee roaster right right here. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's like driving Uber. I can't get get my fucking head around charging uh, a percentage of sales at a farmer's market. I just have never heard of that in my life. You said it a couple shows ago and I still, it still blows my mind. Like we're like, we're $25 for a booth or something like that here. And that's it. Like cut and dry. What are they doing with 6%? It's effing real estate out here, man. They're like, they're having to pay the man to get the parking lot. by. Oh, the they're road. leasing the lot or something. Well, they got to pay the shopping, you know, the shopping oh, center. Ours is right it's... in the little town free fucking park thing. So uh, free. yeah, free. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, if it's right. Yeah. This one's not run by the city. I was at one that was, this isn't run by the market. city. They just get the, they're, they're allowed to use the park for nothing. And, uh, I, I just like if they told me six percent of my sales, I'd tell them to fuck off and set up across the street for free. So that's why, yeah, that's why I'm creating my own market, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't cost you cost you buying a bag of coffee from me, so you're technically my customer when you're on my property. Yeah. So in case you kill yourself, then you're a customer. Yeah. I got to start thinking about if I'm even going to do that this year. I don't even know. Uh, Probably yeah. a good year to maybe commit to it if everything. You, know. yeah, you should you know totally what? commit to what you're going to do and fucking make it happen, John. It's now so is much, the time. It's so much hassle for not a lot of money. The farmers market. That's the problem for me. It's it's. Then nuts. don't do it and do it's something like, else that makes you money. Like don't really, do it if it doesn't make you money right it's, now. It's good community connections though. Last year you I was got thinking them about, already. <sighs> Just I go know, shop last, at oh. the market. To Nicole. get the shit you want for the people you know, meet the new people. I could sell barrels there, though. Oh, Nicole, you're showing sell barrels while on, you're uh, shopping at the market for the good food. Yeah, Maybe you, yeah. you riffed on all your breakdown on making money or not at your last event. Yeah, oh, that was the greatest show ever. You were so brutal. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't brutal. Like it's just no like, honest. You gotta be honest. Want my coffee? No, no, it's. But you you analyzed it from a business thing. But if like, you want why to am sell I going books, here? Like, get a booth at that fucking event because you will sell the fuck out of books there. That's so. Yeah, it's interesting too, right? Like, when you go there, what's your real objective? Mm-hmm. What are all the objectives? Like, is it to sell max cups for max price to like mm-hmm. make the gross to make the net, or is it to like pick up? two white label clients and sell some break even coffee. Cause mm-hmm. you've got this other revenue stream that you spun up. Exactly. And that's but the same you, with the farmer's market for John. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. If you can convert a chef to a chef client, cause you were at the market, that's yeah. a fucking score. If you sell well, no, a thing of green, probably not. Yeah. My goal has always been to nail some home delivery people on there. Now I can sell rain barrels or something there though, too, you know? Yeah. Okay. But the farm, so a farmer, so me going to an event for two days, 
takes me five to six days. Right. Okay? Of labor time. Of labor time. Yep. You going to a farmer's market once a week for a whole fucking season yep. is at least two days of your time for mm-hmm. the whole fucking season. That's, yes. Which is a lot of time. Yeah. And if you only get a couple restaurant clients, you could have spent that time doing direct outreach. Yeah. And no, that's a good point. If or you like to your in the farmer's market, you're in the mix anyway. It yeah. At this point, you're in the mix anyway. It's tough. I don't know. Yeah. If I can hire again and pay someone to, to man the booth, that's fine. But. No, I think Nicole's thinking out of the box with her uh, digital assistant. And like, you, we got to think the same way. What if we employed that strategy to help our little businesses like reach more people? Because I am not a Twitter whore. I'm, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't want But now I'm creating content that somebody else could probably do a good job of pointing people to because I'm not good at it. So you got to admit the same thing, I think. Yeah, maybe. You're I know it's it. hard because like, it was hard for me to leave the farmer's market too. Oh, it's not hard for me to leave it because I fucking hate doing it. But like, no, market a different way. Market a I different feel, way. That's all. I feel it's, like it's, you I, made I only, one call and landed one of the biggest contracts you've had after yeah. we had the same talk about a different <laughs> no, item. The, my hang up with the, do with the farmer's market. My hang up with the farmer's market is I. I okay. <laughs> There's basically two farms in this town that used to be a farming town, and the, and by both farms supporting the farmers market, it do, it is it's good for the community. It's a community thing, and that's why I feel some obligation to try to do it. Yeah. Um, I make money some. I basically make a little bit of money, and and I did pull some home delivery people out of it, and whatever. But I didn't also. I also had an employee then that was doing it, so I didn't have to. You know, the only risk I was putting up was it's a lot if the product doesn't sell, it's not going to sell. But then we also piggybacked that into there was a farm uh, just north of us that was taking greens from us the day after. So we were just taking whatever we didn't sell to their farm store and they had they were selling out of it. So so there was a no risk factor then, you know, um, I don't have that person anymore, though. And my wife is raising our son. So, yes, important. Yeah. So Look I don't know at that carefully. It doesn't Although, mean that you don't participate in your community, but yeah. think about other ways you can fill that hole. If yeah. the farmer's market's not a good fit, and I don't know if it is or isn't because you need to analyze that. How do you get people to your farm for the stuff? You know, yeah, true. You know what the interesting thing was about a farmer's market? It's, it's better to do two. And I know that sounds nuts. No, it doesn't sound nuts to me at because all. Because I got to cut this shit and package it, right? Um, and if it doesn't sell at the first one, which it won't all because we uh, purposely bring too much, um, it'll all sell at the second one. And yeah. it's same prep time for two. Like a Saturday, Sunday fun. thing? Yeah. yeah. No, that, I mean, that, that makes sense. That was, and the, and that, But then the fucking obstacle has always been ours is on a Wednesday. And then the next one that we could get into was on a Sunday. Yeah, not like, good. We can't hold. You need Wednesday, Friday, or Wednesday, yeah, Thursday. We could do it the opposite yeah. way, maybe. Like, yeah, like so. Wednesday, Sunday just doesn't work. Wednesday, Saturday, maybe. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those things. It's like, man, I can't work this stupid thing out. Um, or yeah, Thursday, but, Saturday. That'd be but for each, the, the point is, though, is I could add some revenue to, to actually have it to go to the market by each market we go to. I have a really nice rain barrel that the girl across the river painted. She painted it white and she painted like little cartoon frogs and butterflies and flowers and shit all over. It's beautiful. Right. 
I could take that rain barrel with me every time. It would catch eyes. It would sell rain barrels. Every rain barrel I sell, I make 35 bucks profit. It takes me about 15 minutes. So, you know, nothing wrong with that. Sell 10 of those at a farmer's market every week. Bam. Yeah, 409. Ha ha, 409. Yeah, that was last month. <laughs> For you? Oh, are you high yeah. in California? Uh, it's like five something. I don't yeah. go out. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I have to. This is fucking killing me. Yeah, so I, Hunter, uh, just to, to bring this home, Brian's like, uh, that's almost a dollar less than what we're paying right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm. It, it's going to be seven bucks, but yeah, give another two weeks. Not- I, um, I do 600 miles a week delivering so this is kind of fucking me up yeah but okay so as soon as this started coming down uh the first so so actually yesterday morning i i went back into my dash driver app and hotted it back up because as soon as i get my 50 mile gallon car again i'm gonna start uh dragging food around because they as soon as fuel goes kooky they put in the massive like driver surcharges yeah yeah Nice. Okay, and then oh, no. it, the 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 UBI is about to be distributed because they signed this exec order for the CDCC. So the oh, way really? to distribute, yeah, the, it, that allows the it's the uh, U.S. Ooh. dollar coin, the Fed coin, right? And think about it: if they they tried the UBI with the debit cards, right, and they were going to the wrong people, and you had to have pins, and do it didn't work, blah blah blah. They have made sure that every person that needs one in the whole United States over the last 10 years has a, a smartphone. Like everyone, everyone is on assistance. Anyone that is on food stamps, every single person has a smartphone. You, that means you got a phone number. So really I heard this thing like a while back from a really smart Intel guy. Every human on planet earth has 10 digits that are unique to them. They don't need your social security number. We all have one number. We have our phone number. I don't know. My parents, my parents share a cell phone. But if for free money, like for, hey, here's two grand a month for free. By the way, if you don't have a cell phone yet, just stop by your local county courthouse. Back to that executive order. Did you read the brief they put out on that? No, I just knew. I read the brief and every point is we will study how to blah, blah, blah. Except for we're going to establish a digital currency if we need one. So as near as I can tell, the purpose of that whole brief was to establish a, a di- digital currency run by the federal government. And everything else is we're going to study how to make digital cur- currencies equitable and accessible for people in the lowest income brackets, which it already is. Yeah, that's like it is. It's way is. more accessible yeah. than then the central banking system exists now and then they're going to control and protect consumers which i don't know how they're doing that well they were just giving away the money but you had to run it through the visa thing to use your debit card right right so that means no i've I've participated at a farmer market management level with the whole food stamp system which has a pc name i can't remember right now that shit costs a lot of fucking money it is not accessible and yeah. if they just whack that and have it I be frictionless up. on a blockchain so that they can give you your benefits yeah. and you can spend it 10 cents at a time and have like a hundredth of a penny transaction cost and they'll be able to see what you bought. Every, like, ah. AWS Kamikaze. It's the, yeah. so, okay. It's so they're, they're going to be dropping money on us this year again. 
by the end of the year, guaranteed. The war will be too scary. You're going to need money. So it's coming. So get a plan. Yeah, I mean, that all I when see from that executive order is the digital currency is coming, and we've known that's coming the whole time. Here's so, K-Bonk asking, can executive orders be reversed by anything I, but another EO? Yes. I think, they yeah. can be reversed in a couple of Supreme ways. Court, Congress can pass a law. A law. That, yeah. And can the overrule. Supreme Court can say, fuck you. Yeah, because Supreme Court did that with... Yeah. Mandy. Yeah, Trumpy's one got kind of, right? But the executive one. order on digital currency yeah. that came yeah. out does the fuck all based on what I did. What, so I, wait, what I saw. I I guess get, it indicates where they're going. Am I getting two grand a month? Is that what you're telling me? Where does this, just, when does this shit start? No, you know. That the I'm executive order you, didn't do that. I'm telling uh, you by fuck. the end of the year. I'll take all the money those assholes want to give me. Right. Um, so just have a plan for it because most people beast. aren't ready. And they yeah. burned their last shit on stupid stuff. So, I'm burning some right now, though. It, yeah. But not stupid uh, stuff. If you don't like, have a pot to piss in, yeah. think about what you're going to do with your rain down money. Oh, they're not going to think about shit. Look, I said this a long time ago with UBI, and I might have been a little bit wrong about it because it looks like some people didn't fucking actually do what I said. But if you're someone who busts ass and you get a bunch of free money, you're going to keep busting ass. If you're some douchebag that sits around and eats fucking Doritos and plays video games all day, you're just going to eat more fucking Doritos. Right. So UBI isn't going to change people that are alive working right now. UBI will fuck up the next generation because they won't have to work and learn how to work as hard unless they have parents like me that fucking make them work. So it's not, I'm not worried about UBI for people that are 18 plus, 22 plus right now. I'm worried about UBI for people that are minus 20. Yeah. yeah here's here's one. I'm 100% with WS Kamik Kazak. I can't really read the latest, it. Uh... The latest executive order with crypto was just an advertisement for CBDCs. Exactly. Yep. That's what it looked like to me. I read the brief they put out, but they, I don't know if that is different from the text. Because usually I'm you surprised. can look at the actual executive order. So I I'm surprised that the dementia patient even knows what <laughs> cryptocurrency is. Um, I know he didn't write it. I'm just fucking Well, if you read <laughs> the executive order, it's clear they don't exactly understand how it works. Well, he didn't write yeah. any of it. That's yeah. The point. <laughs> also, the people who did didn't exactly understand how cryptocurrency that works. That, that was what was funny about reading security it. checks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thin the herd. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Create more opportunity for our kids, right? Yeah. Just exactly. you know. okay. So let's kids. sum up. We're we're Wanna getting close up? to yeah. two hours here. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on getting off the X. I'm gonna start with John Dowie. Oh shit! Yeah, man. You got to just uh, adapt, adjust, keep your eyes open. Think about what could happen, right? And prepare for that as much as you can if you haven't already or maybe expand your preparations, I guess. Don't panic. Don't slip into a state of fucking pure rage like I did in the last 24 hours. I'm just mad at the people that put us in this place because we work so hard to not be in this place. Um, and uh, I shouldn't say what I want to say on YouTube, so I'll keep that to myself because I'll, I'll end up going to a January. They'll end up putting me in a fucking January 6th cell with somebody. So, uh, I don't know. I just, how long do we take it is my question, but I know we work outside the system, but sometimes that system is going to affect us and we have to figure it out. But Hey man, just keep thinking. All right. Brian. Oh, oh gosh. All right. Uh, come visit me at scrambling university. Uh, I think I'm on, uh, I think I'm up to show like 28. I just figured out uh, podcast uh, stuff to go up on Apple like yesterday. Oh, and I'm super dangerous. I figured out commercials this morning. 
Oh, no. Oh, yeah. If you want a comical show of an old guy doing bong rips, uh, come by. And now you get a commercial at the end to support my habit for better weed. (laughs) So, uh, foodforestfarms.com. Oh, we're we're, were we plugging? Check me out. Uh, We're doing, we're trying to do as weekly as possible on my YouTube channel, Dowie Farm, with the uh, micro farmers. So, we're on Uh, episode five. Once we get to episode 15, hopefully we have the kinks worked out and we'll actually be a podcast. But right now we're just on YouTube and I guess we're on Odyssey, but we've got literally <laughs> zero fucking views on Odyssey. So And and maybe another goose after party. Yeah. I think and, I streamed uh, I think yeah. I streamed a float too last time, but I'm not sure. Good, good. <laughs> That's part of the fun, isn't it? That is yeah. part of the fun. Yes. All right, guys. So on this topic. I think the fear driving the get off the X mindset is wrong. Let go of your fear. Let go of your rage, Dowie, and figure out how you're going to pivot. I already know Dowie knows how to pivot because I've seen him pivot one time in a really bad situation, and now he has another one coming at him. He'll be fine. The reason he'll be fine, though, is because he's worked on the skills of critical thinking and of being flexible, and he's able to look at priorities and figure out, well, fuck. I'm going to do this other thing because that thing isn't working. And that mindset will get you through more than anything from starting your own business to prepping to all of the things we talk about doing here. The mindset and exercising that brain is what you need to do to get through whatever's coming. We don't know what's coming, right? Flexibility gets you through it. Building skills gets you through it. Being able to do blacksmithing like we heard from who was it Justin or somebody was talking about the Sunday's black blacksmithing. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That skill may not help you at all, but it the will. the things you learn in learning a skill like that yeah. will exactly. get you through everything. And Look, that's yeah. why it's so important to get out and do things, even when the fear machine is hitting you in the face time after time after time. It's no Fuck good. Yeah. Right. Hey. Ignore <laughs> the fear machine. Go learn yeah. your shit, and that shit yeah. will help you at some point. If you want to know more about me, check out my podcast, Living Free in Tennessee. It's at livingfreeintennessee.com. Of course, buy your coffee from Holler Roast or Holler Roast Farms, <laughs> yeah. one of us, because we make awesome coffee. Oh. And then we've got a couple of events where you can meet people in person. Coming up, I have the, uh, let's see, the Exit and Build Summit that John Bush is putting on in May is ExitandBuildSummit.com. I'm doing SelfRelianceFestival.com. Yeah. Tickets are 35 bucks through the 1st of April. And we have, I'm speaking, John Willis from Special Operations Equipment. We've got Jack Spierko from the Survival Podcast. we got Billy Bond from Perma Pastures. Really great line, lineup, and we're adding speakers all the time. Kim Berry will be there on site talking to you about eating right, which means oh, we better not sell a bunch oh. of carbs in the concession place. Right. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a great time. 35 <laughs> bucks, man. Go check it out. Selfreliancefestival.com. Yeah, I want to come to that. I might be there. You should totally be there. You better talk trying to me soon. To, I'm trying to do a thing where I bring the wife and the baby so we can experience. You can totally do that camping on site. Yeah. Children who yeah. don't act I'm not like worried children about are what, welcome. It's, it's not once I'm there. It's getting there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to support hey. the podcast, here's or, or, or our whole thing here. Yeah. Unlistthegoose.com. Share it with your friends. Share this episode with your <laughs> friends. Connect with us on social. We'll be back next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Honk. Talk to you later. Honk, 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 honk. honk. honk.
Yeah.